Hello and welcome to episode 136 of Fergo on the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. Joining me as always is the glorious League Freak. You can find me on Twitter at League Freak. How you going there, mate? I'm going really well. We've just talked about Rugby League for pretty much close on two hours. We've had some absolutely amazing discussions and I'm glad that we won't be able to share any of those because we didn't record any of it. That's right. Well, I was going to say, we, we've just started this recording to say that we've just recorded three episodes, and that's mm. the end of this episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've put in a lot of work tonight on everything we've done, and yeah. Uh, so thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, or not listening. Um, yeah. <laughs> how, how selfish of us are we that we, we put all of our good work and we don't share it with anyone? We just give you this second-rate crap we're doing now. Yeah, I know. Right? Like we we keep the best for us, and and that even includes the unreleased episodes, which are starting to become a little bit mythical at this point. Um, just brilliant, I reckon. We are uh, we we're really good at it. And right there, you just got the first complaint. Yeah, that we're not sharing our good material with everybody else. <laughs> um, okay, today we're going to rate. The Fox Sports ratings for every team's back five. You know, the couple mm. was it last week they did the spines for every club, mm-hmm. and we gave that we gave our our verdict on this on on their verdicts. So now we're going to do the same thing about the back fives that they pick for every NRL club for the twenty twenty season. Yeah, and it's I mean it's funny because they've rated the outside backs, so they haven't rated it up to the halves. Um, which is cool because, it, you know, it's a bit different from um, the spines. So this will be an interesting one. I love talking about outside backs separate from the halves too. There's something about it which is, uh, I don't know, I think when you put the halves in, obviously you're almost doing half the side. But you take the halves out of it and it it makes for a different discussion. It does, yeah. Because uh, you're only you're not really looking at too many playmakers anymore, just the one really, and that's the the fullback. If if yeah, they're yeah. that way inclined, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right, so they've put them in order from um, the best backline in their view down to the worst. Mm. So we'll start with who they've got as the best, and that is the Roosters with their predicted back five of Tedesco, Tupo, either Morris or Crichton at one centre. Manu and either Morris or Ikevalu at the other wing. I think it'll be Morris at centre and Ikevalu on on the wing. To be honest, I don't think Crichton will be playing in the centres. Yeah, I mean, I I can't remember who I heard. I think uh, oh, it was uh, Brad Fittler that said that Orbison might play in the centres, uh, or him or Crichton. I I I would also be surprised by that. Obviously, there's the Josh Morris question, but we'll just go on who the teams have right now. Um, either way, it's a it's a bloody solid backline. I mean, Joseph Manu was fantastic last year. Uh, Daniel Tupo, I think, is really underrated by a lot of people as a winger. Um, he does a lot of the stuff that people remember Israel Folau doing, but he doesn't get the the credit for it. Um, Tedesco is obviously incredible. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they're still very, very good, a lot of strike power. It's crazy to think that they've lost Latrell Mitchell out of that, um, but they're still very, very good back line. Um, how many of those players would need to be injured or out during to rep honours all at the same time for Ryan Hall to get a call-up? 
Well, can the Roosters just forfeit the game instead of calling up Ryan Hall? Because that's what I would do. <laughs> Boy, he had a he had a bad year last year. Not just the injuries, but when he was on the field. Oh, I'll never, I'll never forget that time when he was on the right wing, mm. and the plays coming to him from the left, mm. and they pass to the ball. He runs up out of the line in towards the uh, second man in. And he sends yeah. a lofted pass over the top. And instead of turning right to look at his winger, he then turns left and goes blind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, what is this? I yeah. I don't know why they bought him. Um, especially knowing he was coming off the back of an injury. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, it's just silly. But the one uh, one thing I do know from what I've read is he's an absolute beast in the gym. You know, and that's fine. <laughs> there's plenty of there's plenty of weightlifters that don't play football. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, so Fox Sports have given an A minus. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I th- I think I'd give him an A to be honest. Yeah, I I think that I I think I mean there's a a little bit of depth there too. So I would definitely give him an A. I mean, they're the champions. Tedesco's level is so high right now, um, as is Tupo, as is Manu. So, yeah, I, I've got no problems giving them an A. Yeah, exactly. It's um, it's just such a, a good back line. Um, they've got here their weakness is the fact that they've lost the brilliance and point-scoring capacity of Latrell Mitchell. Yeah. If you've got Brett Morris and Joseph Manu in the centres... Haven't really lost that much. I mean, Latrell Mitchell is an absolute star player, yeah. but those are two damn good players to have filling in, I guess. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you take the the point scoring out of it, obviously, Brett Morris is going to give you. I mean, what's he going to give you? Like eighty to eighty five percent of what the best centre in the world is giving you. It's not too much of a drop down, really. Considering no. what you've lost, um, it's to me it's it's the overall package of Mitchell, um, but you know that they'll they'll replace the goal kicker and they'll, they'll be fine. Um, so yeah, I I think that you know that in terms of teams that could afford to lose a player like Mitchell, the Roosters are pretty well set there. Absolutely. Uh, moving on now to South. Mm. They've got a predicted back five of Latrell Mitchell, Dane Gagai, James Roberts, Braden Burns, and Campbell Graham, and they've also given them an A minus. Um, I don't rate them as equals to the Roosters. I think that that's probably. Uh, I'm stuck. I kind of I'm starting to stuck between an A minus and a B plus because Roberts was just he was a non-event last year, um, but he's treated well. Have you seen? He's training well. Uh, apparently, he's lost a bit of weight and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> Dane Gagai, I'm I'm not convinced that at NRL level, he's he's a better winger than a centre. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm not too sure. That, like, obviously, I've got no problem. Latrell Mitchell at fullback is just blue chipper. He'll be one of the best. I, I, I just rate him so highly. Um, B 
But then Dan Gagai, I mean, he, he played pretty poorly for South last year. James Roberts, I thought, was a really bad buy for them. I didn't think he was the sort of player they should have bought leading into them getting him. Um, and he has his moments, but he also has a lot of times where he, he, he goes missing or he makes mistakes or, you know, and then you've also got to wonder, is there going to be the off-field implosion as well? Um I I would probably rate I think that Mitchell is the one that drags them all up to be honest. And Gagai and Roberts they've got a bit of experience, but I I definitely don't rate them alongside the Roosters, that's for sure. I mean I could probably make a really good case for a B minus and that's just based on on Mitchell really dragging them up to that. Yeah. I I have I have Alex Johnson in my mind, would be on one wing. Yeah. I yep. put Gagai and Roberts in the centres and have Graham on the other. But that I mean, seems to me like it would be a bit more balanced. Um, I don't know like, why they, they haven't got Johnson there at all. It, it's kind of a bit weird to me. Yeah, the bloke's an out-and-out finisher. Um, yeah. yeah well, one thing I just want to point out here in the weakness section, it's got actually nothing to do with the club, but more just bad writing. Mm. It says in the, the club star signing has won two premierships, but they've used the word one, O-N-E. <laughs> Come on. It's not that hard, people. They, they paid money for this. It's spelled W-O-N. Yeah. All right. Um, the next team they've got here is Canberra. Their back five is Charles Nickel-Clockstad, Nick Kotrick, Jared Croker, Curtis Scott, if he's not in jail, <laughs> and Bailey Simonson. And they've also given them an A-. minus. And again, I don't rate them equal with the Roosters at all. I'd say... See, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about the centres. Croker yeah. was was starting to get a few injuries last year, which was starting to impact his his game and his lateral movement. Curtis mm-hmm. Scott had some emotional dramas last year, I believe, which is why he missed half the season at the Storm, and then his blow up uh, in Sydney in the off season, allegedly. So, their centres for mine are pretty much. A, a bit of a weakness, and they don't really have much depth there. Yeah, and, and like Chance Nickel Clogstad, one of my favourite players to watch, and was from the first game last year. Um, fantastic player. Kotrick is is brilliant as a winger. Um, the thing about Crocker, and he played well in the grand final, there's no doubt about that, but he was money in the bank for opposition teams. His defence is absolutely atrocious. Um, so there's that problem there. Curtis Scott, at this point, I'd be really shocked if he played this year, to be honest. Like, he's been charged with more stuff uh, the last couple of days, and I think that that's a real... There's an overall issue there that I think the Raiders need to look at. Um, it, But just taking them as they are right now on this list... They're definitely not there with the Roosters as this ratings thing has them. But I would take this back line over the one that was listed for the uh, for the Rabbitohs just because I think they're going to be more consistent across the entire back line. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. 
uh, I I might stick with uh, again. I'm not too sure because I was I was torn between A minus and B plus for for the bunnies. I'm kind of the same here with with Canberra. Yeah. See, I would say that the Raiders are a B, a really solid B, almost a B plus, but just a B for me. Alrighty, uh, we move on to Cronulla, and <laughs> oh, what what have they done here? Um. If this back five is the one that they've decided to to rate this on, uh, no. So their predicted back five is <laughs> is Matt Moylan, uh, Josh Morris, or Ronaldo Militalo on one wing, Jesse Ramin, Bronson Cherry, and Josh Dugan. And they've given that an A minus. Now, for me, there's no way knowing. Matt Moylan is in that starting team. No, no. He's not a first grader anymore. No. Um, I'd have either Dugan or Morris at fullback. Mm-hmm. Probably Dugan because he's had a bit more experience there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd have Morris, Cherry, Ramian, and Mulatalo as the, as the three quarters. Yeah, I, I like that more than the one that they've named. Um, yeah. You know, Sherry showed last year that he's he's a genuine, like, can break a game from nowhere. Reminds me a little bit of uh, the majority of uh, Michael Jennings' career, where you can throw him the ball flat-footed and think there's nothing happening here, and all of a sudden he's he's out the other side of the defence. So that's huge for, the, for them. Uh, Morris, obviously, polished performer, really gets the job done. There's a reason why they're trying to hold on to him. Uh, Dugan had his moments last year where he was pretty good. He also had a few bad ones, but he's very experienced, and I, I agree with you. I'd, I'd probably start him at fullback and see how it goes from there. Yeah, um, he, had a, and, he had a slow start to the year last year, but really, really come on strong at the end of the season. Mm. Um, yeah, Josh Morris, too, one of his best seasons over, over the last you know seven or eight years. He had one of his best last year. And if they lose him, I don't think they lose a huge amount because they bring in um, young William Kennedy onto one wing. Mm-hmm. Problem fixed because uh, that kid is he's like he's like a a second coming of Valentine Holmes. He's just he's got that small slight frame. He's got plenty of speed off the mark and he runs the ball back hard and he just plays with so much confidence. So he'd go onto the wing because I think he'll have he'll probably do an apprenticeship on the wing before shifting to fullback. Um, so I think they'd be fine there, and I I rate their back line the one that I picked for them anyway without Moylan in it. I rate theirs above South and the Raiders. I think I would rate their back line. Uh, I'd probably rate it about with Souths, so I'll be minus. Um, they probably, you know, they, Mitchell is obviously a completely different level to everyone in, in the two back lines, but the, the thing that helps the Sharks is I think you've got more performers that are a little bit more stable across the back line rather than, uh, what Souths had. So I'd rate them on par with Souths at this stage and more, uh, and that's the one you named, uh, this one with Moylan. I mean, if you if you go on this one with Moylan in it, they're terrible. Yeah, I mean, if you have 
the, the Sharks back line and Matt Moylan's anywhere in the back five, they're a D minus. Yeah, yeah. But if Moylan's not in there, they're at least a B. Yep, yep. I agree. I agree. Um, I think I, I, I would probably have him a B minus overall, but yeah, like that's how bad Moylan is. And we, we feel the exact same way about Moylan and where his game's at. And I mean, look, he's, he's been so injured in the off season when they've not been playing games, he's not going to make it through a season. No. I look, the other thing too, that something that the Sharks have relied on in the last several years is mm. damn good kick returns. Because that big <laughs> forward pack, if they don't have to run back all the way, you know, 50, 60 metres back, they've only got to run 30 metres back. Saves their power, saves their energy. They just go a, bit, a little bit longer. And when they had Valentine Holmes at fullback, Michael Gordon at fullback, um, the kick returns were always strong. Yeah. You don't, you don't get that with Matt Moylan. And that's the problem. I've got a question problem. for you about the Sharks. Mm-hmm. Just say, and I think that they're going to have a bit of a rough season this year. Um, if they, if they're having a rough season, they come out of Origin, and it's pretty clear that they're not really a finals team this year. Do you want to see if Bronson Sherry can handle playing fullback in the NRL and chuck him back there, see what he does? Um, no, I think. I think he's an out-and-out centre. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd like to see them, if they're going to throw someone there, I'd like to see them throw William Kennedy in there. Okay. Because I, 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 I mean... Think he's, he's more suited to I'm not too sure if Cherry's played much fullback. Yeah, I don't think he has. I think he's always been a, a an outside back, a centre. But I just... I, I wonder how we would go back there, and I wonder if you could get a late-season game against, like, uh, you know, the last-place team or something. And they're obviously going to have a, a real tussle on their hands to hold on to him. And I just wonder if you if you go to him and say, listen, we're thinking about what you would do as a fullback. Because that changes a whole player's career. As a centre, there's a certain ceiling on what you can earn. As a fullback, it's a completely different level. Um and I, I just wonder if they will do that experiment if it comes to that point in the year. Yeah, I think if they're going to experiment with anyone at fullback mm. for this year, mm. it'll be Josh Morris. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. I think that that fullback spot is between, right now, today, I think it's between Morris and Dugan. Yeah, likewise. Um, Moylan... He'll be right in the pine most of the year with any luck for the Sharks fans. Yeah. Anyways. Who's their, uh, <coughs> who's their uh, Canterbury Cup side? Is it Newtown? Yeah. Yeah. Be nice to call him for Newtown. <laughs> you can play a 5-8 for Newtown. Oh, it'd be brilliant. Young Matt Moylan playing 5-8 for Newtown. Actually, I think Newtown has a really good 5-8. So he might just have to come off the bench. <laughs> <coughs> Oh, that would be fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably give them, yeah, I think I said probably about a B. Um, so yeah. the next one they've got is the Melbourne Storm. They've got Brian Pappenhausen, Josh Adokar, Marion Sevi, Justin Olam, and Suliasi Vunavalu, and they've given them a B plus. And I don't mm. know, I think that's pretty harsh because Olam 
only surprised everyone last year. He looked, he really looked the goods. And Seve's coming to the side. He's he's played a bit of first grade before and has played for PNG as well. Um, and he's a pretty good player too. And that is a damn fast backline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pappenhausen, I kind of want to see more from him. I want to see him. I want to see him go to that next level. You know. So that's a big thing for Pappenhausen for me. Josh Adokar's like best. I I think he's the best center in the world, and it's it's pretty clear yeah. cut. Um, the thing about Olam, it he was really strong too. Like he yeah. wasn't just playing well. Like he was doing some brutal stuff, which was really cool. I wonder how Vunavalu will play, um, because obviously he's off to play rugby union next year for whoever's left over there. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, you timed that move well. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It'd turn up and be the only one that's actually a professional player. Um, uh, how I would rate them overall, it's it's difficult for the Storm because you know that they're getting that Storm thing where the 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 whole machine is more important than the parts of the machine. So. Yeah. You know that they're going to perform well no matter who's there in their back line. I think I agree with the B-plus rating because of that. Yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm happy to stick with the B-plus, but I wouldn't be surprised if they perform better than that, mm-hmm. like consistently better. Um, they, are, they are a side that doesn't have many games among most of them. I mean, Vunavalu and Adokar are probably the two most experienced players there, and I don't think either of them have played 100 games yet. Mm. So that's probably their only letdown, I guess. You know, it's going to be really interesting to see if uh, the future of Adokar, because obviously he he was looking to get a release in this off-season. It sounds like they've come to an agreement where he plays out this year, and and then he'll be off to Sydney because he wants to move back to Sydney for, for personal reasons. Um, with with Funavalu, you don't know how that's going to turn out. But with Adokar, if that affects his game a little bit, I wonder how that will play out. I tend to think Adokar, uh, just with his style of play and how good he is, I don't think it'll have too much of an effect on him, to be honest. Like, I think he could put nah. him in the St. Mary Saints in the the Ron Massey Cup, and he'd still be, you know, unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's funny how you've got to rate the Storm differently from everyone else, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, so now we move on to the Cowboys. Mm. And their back five is Valentine Holmes, Kyle Felt, Ethan Masters, Tom Opechik, and Justin O'Neill. And they've given him a B plus. Now, I'm... I'm more inclined to probably say that I wouldn't have Justin O'Neill in there. I'd be going with um, youngster Mary Tuolagi because he's just he's he's got a bit of size, but he's also got a bit of a, a bit more speed. And there's not a great deal of speed in that back line, mm-hmm. but it is reasonably consistent and solid. Yeah, and it's there's the I guess the thing is there's a lot of questions there too, like. Valentine Holmes is gonna he is gonna have some time where he's he gets back into the the 
the game of rugby league. It's it is going to be a transition back, as good as he is, and I mean that that transition might be the difference between he's a really good fullback and he is a representative fullback. You know, it might be that small. Um, yeah, Kyle felt you know what you get out of Kyle felt. I feel I, I agree with you. I feel as though Justin O'Neill. I feel like he's probably a fringe first grader at this point. Um, Eason Masters, he's the one they got from the. Is he the one they got from the, from the Tigers? Hey, the Tigers, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking another player. Um, uh, they they could use some some more strike in that back line, couldn't they? Yeah, Holmes is obviously providing with some X factor there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's about all they've got in there is whatever Holmes delivers. And as you said, the, the concern there is that he may take a while to warm. I don't think he'll take too long. I'd give him probably two or three games. Maybe he'd have his feet. Um, so they've got some, some pretty good rookies that haven't played first grade yet who may come into the side. Mm. Um, you've also got Scott Drinkwater who can come in at fullback as well. He'll be, I'll do say he'll be playing in the half side this year. Yeah, that's what I've heard is that he's he's more going to be in the halves. Um, you know, if he ends up in that back line, though, I mean, that obviously gives them a little bit more in that back line. I don't know. I guess you'd... I mean, would you play him on the wing or in the centres? He's... I'd, I'd probably... Mm, I don't know, because I've also got Jake Clifford. Who, he played pretty well in the halves last year, too. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you could move Michael Morgan to the centres. <clears throat> yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't help you with your speed or anything like that, but, I mean, it's an option, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't agree with the B-plus rating that they've given this this side. No, it's, it's too high. I'm giving them a, a B-minus to a C, somewhere in there. Yeah, I, I would give them, I'd give them a C-minus, to be honest. Harsh. But anyway, I, I, I can't disagree with you too much, to be honest. Um, next is Manly. Uh, they've got Tom Trebojevic, George Tavua, Captain Snooze, Brad Parker, and Ruben Garrick. <laughs> How dare you talk about McNuggets like that? <laughs> uh, yeah, in, in, in his defence, he did play very well last year. But still, yeah. he did yeah. sleep in his car to get training when he's at the Tigers, so, you know. Boo you. Um, Manly's, thing, uh, Manly's been given a B-. And the thing that hangs over all of this is can Tom Trebojevic stay on the field? And I sadly feel like he can't. Yeah, I'm not too sure. If he stays fit for the whole year, that that is a that's a B to a B-plus back line because Tafua is solid and powerful. Ruben mm-hmm. Garrick has become quite a strike attacker and a very good goal kicker. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad Parker is uh, acceptable. <laughs> That's a cross. I was thinking of the most um, um, impolite but somewhat positive term to use to describe someone. <laughs> That's that's that is. We have to use that term a lot from now on because there are just some players that they're just acceptable, and that's exactly. what they are. that's what they are. Yeah, um, you know, 
Melbourne Storm is the best at taking someone that's acceptable and making them do one job really well and then sending them off to another club to be less than acceptable. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, and Moses Silly, obviously powerhouse when he's when he's awake and, and running and functioning. Yeah. But yeah. I think they're they're a better backline than they've given credit for there. I think that this is one of those ones where um, almost like the Melbourne Storm, you've got to rate them a little bit differently because it, that back line, um, as is, I think a, I think a B to a maybe even a B plus yeah. is is about where I'd rate them. But if Tom Trebojevic can't stay on the field, uh, it, it changes that a lot, and then you start looking at being like a C minus something like that. Um, because then you, because this back line as it is, you've got speed, you've got power, you've got brutal defense, defense, you know, there's yeah. a lot there, but you take out the Tom Trebojevic's speed and the things he does, and you're left with a back line that is a more power and, and brutality in defense. And it just changes the dynamics so much. Um, so yeah, I, I think that with that, Tom Trebojevic there, it's a it's a very different rating. Um, which, you know, I'm not going out on a limb saying that. He's one of the best players in the world when he plays, but he doesn't play often, unfortunately. No. Um, moving on to the Broncos, and I don't agree with much of the back line they've got picked here. No. They've got Jack Bird. Corey Oates, Darius Boyd, Katoni Staggs, and Jermaine Osako. And they've given that a B minus. And I think that back line is probably a C minus. Um, I'd have I'd have the back five for Brisbane to be Osako at fullback, Corey Oates, Xavier Coates, Jack Bird, and Darius Boyd on the wing. Uh, Xavier Coates played a few games last year. He's yeah. nice and tall. Makes him a good target for those crossfield kicks that don't go too deep out to the wing. Mm-hmm. You're kicking towards the post. He's got good height on him. He's got plenty of speed. Um, I think he's he's an absolute gun, and I'd I'd like to see him in the starting lineup somewhere. Um, and I would not have Darius Boyd in the centres at all. I'd just put him on the wing and say, mate, play play your fullback style footy. Just do it over there on one side. Um, yeah. And Jack Bird has not played fullback for several years. He's been injured quite a bit. I think it would be absolutely madness to take a bloke who's missed the last year and chuck him in a fullback. Yeah, so do I. I think it would be dumb. I would, You know what? On this, this back line they've named, I would dump Boyd to the bench, put Bird in Boyd's place in the centres. I mean, that's what I would do. Yeah. There's not much point in putting Boyd on the bench, I don't think. Well, that and that's the problem. But if if you do that, I, I like the balance of that back line way more than I like this one because I agree with you. Like putting Bird at fullback. I mean, first of all, if Bird can stay on the field, that would be wonderful. Um, he's never really got a chance to show what he can do, in my opinion. And I just want to put him in the centres and say, look, just just try and stay on the field. And if you can play well in centres and stay on the field a bit, then we'll worry about doing fancy stuff like playing in the halves or playing yet yeah, fullback. Yeah, 
Um, and that's the thing, you can hide him a bit at centre. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to need a year to ease back into footy. Um, I would not be putting him at, at fullback straight away. No, it's asking for him to get injured. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, uh, what's next we've got here? The Warriors. What do, what do we think of the rating, though, of that they'd given? Oh, they'd I, given I, I thought with with this, with the one they listed there, it was way too high because they gave him a B minus. I said that one they gave was a C minus. Yeah, see, I I, I would agree with that. I, I might even call it a D actually because Boyd's done and Bird playing at fullback. I think with the, a little bit of a reshuffle though, this can definitely be a, a C back line. Uh, because I want to see some of them players continue to improve, and I want to see something out of Jack Bird. Well, I think Osako showed that he can handle the, the job at fullback. Oates is a very yeah. good finisher on the wing. Um, yeah, yeah. Co- Coates and Bird would be a great centres partner, and Boyd would do a, a good job on the wing. And I think yeah. if they had that back five, I'd give that a B minus. Okay, yeah. I can see that, yeah. Uh, the Warriors are next. Something tells me that Roger Tuivasa-Shek's doing all the heavy lifting here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll um, just rate him and don't worry about everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> They've got RTS, David Fusatua, Patrick Herbert, Peter Hiku, and Ken Malmolo. Um, I just want to say, Peter is one of those players who you will see every now and then will do... Some some really fantastic stuff on the field, mm-hmm. and then he'll come up with one game where he is an absolute liability. Mm. And I'm they don't have many options in the back line at the moment, but I'd rather he wasn't in the side because of that inconsistency. Um, I'd I'd probably like to see. Um, Youngster Hayes Perham in the side, and maybe he could work. Maybe he could go to the wing or or at centre. I don't mm-hmm. know if he's big enough for centre, but um, he's got the speed about him anyway. And he's been horribly ignored for most of his uh, time so far at the Warriors. So he should be playing a bit more, in my view. But with what they've got there, they've given that a B minus. I think that's too high. I'd probably give it a C. Yeah, see, <clears throat> with what they've named there, I, I would give it, I would give it a D. And the thing is that the three quarter, what... the three quarter line is the problem. The centers and the wingers. Well, first two is, is a very good finisher, and he he deserves his spot there. Mormolo is pretty similar. Neither of them are fast. They're what you call those big, powerful type wingers. And Herbert was. He was pretty handy, I guess, in his first year. But none of them are real X-Factor type players. Is Does Fusatua have any real impact on whether they win or lose? Not really. And, and that's, um, that's a, here's the thing, right? Because they had uh, Manu Vatavai, right? Lots of tries and stuff like that. They love him. But never actually made them better, in my opinion. Like, it was just empty stats. And I'm worried about Fusatua for the same reason. Roger Tuivasa-Shek is 
I think the second best player in the world. Um, unbelievable. Just, I, I, I love him. I love watching him play. And I don't think I've ever seen a player as good as him in such a bad team that is so poorly coached play the way he's playing. It's just something I've never seen before. Um, and, and until the rest of the Warriors do something, I'm just going to write them off. I, I'm sick of waiting for them to... to. There's so many promises about where they'll be. There's so many promises about, you know, oh, this guy's a good strike player and that stuff. And they, they just are losers. They're all losers. I feel sorry for Roger Chuavasashek. I think he's a great player that is in a really terrible situation. He deserves so much better. I hope he's on like two million bucks a year because he deserves all that money. The rest of his bludger teammates don't. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, most of my criticism of the Warriors comes down to the coach, and yeah, they just constantly go out and get the wrong coach. Yep, and they're persevering with with Kearney because he got him to the finals once. Mm-hmm. Um, not good enough. No. Not, nowhere near good enough. This this is a team that should be a regular in finals football. They've got an entire country, and they've got pretty much the entire Pacific you know, rim around them there that they can draw on for, for players. Yeah. And they are struggling to be a team that's better than the bottom four teams, and that's just wrong. Um, for me... Kearney's a garbage coach, and they just need to ditch him and actually get a winning coach there, someone who I, knows how to win. I agree 100%. I really... Roger Tuovasashek is starting to climb into that level of where where do I rate him amongst the greats? And oh, yeah. for him to be playing in this team, is a it's a crying shame. It is. Um, so... I, I give that back one. A, yeah, as I said, it was in the C's. C, I think it was. Yeah, so um, I, I'd definitely be a D for that one. And RTS is doing most of the work there. 100%. Uh, Parramatta. Mm. This is surprising me because it feels like you you may have been involved in giving them the rating here. <laughs> we'll have to have a discussion about that. Um, yeah. They're back five. Clint Gutherson, Blake Ferguson, Wonga Blake, Michael Jennings, Micah Sivo. They've given him a C plus. And I don't mind their three quarter line. Wonga Blake can be a bit hot and cold. Mm-hmm. But Gutherson at fullback is still a bit of a concern. Yep. Um and I'll I'll be honest, okay. I think I think he has enough ball skills to be a handy 5'8". What he doesn't have that a fullback needs is a very, very strong kick return. Yeah. And Look, I, I he think doesn't he really have that. I think he's definitely one of the the top... So I would say he's in the top five fullbacks in the New South Wales Cup. Uh if they had a real first-grade fullback, this would be a bit of a gun backline, but they don't. They've got Clint Gutherson. Um, Blake Ferguson and, and, and Sivo on the wings, That oh, that's just ridiculous. I mean, Ferguson had a great year last year. Sivo obviously had a great year last year. No one wants to be tackling them. We saw Sivo 
absolutely tear it up last year. And I mean, he was so good that uh, that they they just put the the brakes on um, getting what's his name back from rugby union. What's his name? Yeah, we've even got his name, Radraja. Radraja, that's it. Uh, because Sevo was just doing the exact same thing, but he was younger and cheaper. You know, yeah. um, Jennings has still got it. He hasn't got the speed like he used to, but as a centre, you're, you're not really losing too much for him. He's still got the ability to put on a bit of footwork and break the game open a little bit. Uh, Wanga Blake, he's a weird one because on his day, he can be terrifying, but his day is like three times a year, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So, but this, bat, like, the the centres and, and wingers here, if they have one of those days where they're all firing, no one's going to beat their eels, and that's how good they can be. That's right. Um, so they're going to be C plus. I'm I'm thinking they're somewhere between a B minus and a C plus. Um, yeah. I'll, so I, I'll, I'm not too opposed to what they've got there. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I would say B minus, and this is a potential. There's a potential A-plus back line if they had a really good fullback. Maybe. They could, they could take, say, Moses and Bai. Or Matt Moylan. Now, there, there's a poser for you. Who's a better fullback, Matt Moylan or Clint Gutherson? Well, see, okay. And this shows one of the foundations of how I rate footy players. Clint Gutherson is is really, really, re- you know, what was the word that you used before? Acceptable? Yeah. Okay. Clint Gutherson's acceptable, okay? But Clint Gutherson's acceptable every single game of the year. He's always going to be there. He's not injury prone. He's not got any issues. Matt Moylan has a way higher ceiling than Clint Gutherson, but... He's run so hot and cold, and he's injury-prone. So I would take Gutherson every day of the week. I agree. Okay. And mate, that's a bombshell. Oh, that's weird. People wouldn't have thought we'd, we'd do that. But, uh, no. yeah. Okay. Next team we've got is the Tigers. And they've got the back five of Adam Dewey, Corey Thompson, Joey Lolua, Moses Mbai, and David Nofaluma. And they've given that a C-. minus. Now, there's talk that Moses and Bai is going to be the hooker for the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Um, and Paul Momorowski would then move into the centres, mm-hmm. which to me makes that side a, a bit stronger, the back line-wise anyway. It mm-hmm. certainly doesn't make the hooking position any stronger. It just makes that worse than it is, whatever it is. Um I, I don't know. I I I think C minus might be might be reasonably acceptable for that back line. Um, Nofaloom has lost a bit of his magic in the last few years. Yeah. Um, Corey Thompson is very solid worker. Um, doesn't have blistering speed. Doesn't have great height or anything like that. But he he busts his ass every week. So you got to respect that, I guess. Yeah. Um. Lyle is a powerhouse. Adam Dewey, I mean, he's a rookie, so it's it's hard to tell at this stage how he's going to go. So there's an awful, awful lot of uncertainty there. Would, would you 
rather this back line or that Warriors back line? I'd probably take the Warriors one, to be honest. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking too, because... And and that's what that's how I'm trying to rate them, because in my head I'm like, at best I can give this back line a D, which is what I gave the Warriors one. But I, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, man, I, would, I think I'd take the Warriors every day yeah. of the week over this one, you know what yeah. I mean? Which is a terrible. Is, a lot of it is RTS, and they're two solid wingers that the Warriors have got. Yeah. Because um, they go well with with the good kicking game that, that Benji and Brooks have got. You know, you've got two targets there, plus a genuine playmaker at the back, whereas this side's... Um, yeah, you don't really have wingers that you can kick to in this side. And, so the ball uh, has to go through the hands. And I, and we talked about it when they got Dewey. Um, I don't know why they kind of went after him. I feel like he is a, a fringe first grader. And he, look, he, he could improve, but everything I saw out of him, he was sort of one of those players that you name when your fullback is injured. Um, and and jo- Joey Leilua, we'll see how he goes. It'll be really interesting to watch how he plays this year, actually. Um, because if he can do what he did down at, at the Raiders, if he can do that for the Tigers, it'll probably bring him up in my estimation a little bit. Um, yeah. I'd like to yeah. see him, I'd like to see him drop just a few kilos. Yeah. Not a heap because that size is something that's big for him. Yeah. Just drop a few, a few more and just increase his speed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be pretty damn awesome. I think I'll rate, I think I'll rate this. I hate saying it cause I know you're a, a Tigers fan. <laughs> I think it's an I think it's an E for me. An E, yeah. That's good. I think I gave them that for their spine, so I wouldn't be too worried. <laughs> um, it it then, comes down to I would say you just swapped out that Warriors back line for this one. I'm thinking of the entire West Tigers team very differently and with a bit more uh, enthusiasm, and that's the thing. And I rated that one a D. Uh, yeah. And that's what that's what gets me, man. Fuck. All right, next one is the Dragons. And they've got the back five of Zach Lomax, Jordan Pereira, Ewan Aiken, Tim Laffey, and Jason Saab. And they've given them a C minus. I feel like they're going to be a little bit different than that, hey? Well, this is who I think the Dragons should have for their back five. And a yeah. pullback, I'd have Tristan Saylor. Yeah. And then I'd have uh, Zach Lomax, Ewan Aiken, Tim Laffey, and Jordan Pereira in the back five, in the three quarters. I, I would probably go that way too. I liked I liked how Saab played when he came in. Um, I feel as though he, he might only need half a season in reserve grade to get to where I want him to be. I want him to be a little bit stronger. Um, yeah. and physical, and if he can add that to his game, then he's definitely a first grader. He forces his way into the side. Um, as for rating, rating, the, I mean, and that's the other thing. I definitely have Sailor in there, and I'm kind of like you. 
I, I chuck him at fullback and it's like, show me what you can do. Because I feel like he's going to be... I, I don't know where his position is going to end up being in, in the NRL. But he's definitely feels to me like one of those players that does things, that can make stuff happen out of nowhere. I And I don't know whether he's going to be the Manny Bowen sort of player or if he's going to be a, a really handy 5'8". I just don't know yet. He might... He might even end up being uh, the sort of player you bring off the bench and just chuck him on the field and say, just do something, you know? Yeah. I'm I'll, tell not you, really... I'll tell you which group I put him in, and that's Tyrone Peachy. 100%. 100%. Got, he's also got good good upper body strength, so he could play probably in the forwards if he needed to when he got older. And yeah, that just and, adds a bit more dynamism to his game. And I wonder how he's... I wonder if he's finished growing yet. I don't know. And so yeah, I'm but I I'm willing to chuck him in at fullback and say, go and play football, you know, and see how he goes. I think that the difference between him and Peach is he probably has a little bit more of the endurance and he's probably a little bit more um pure athletic as well. Whereas Peachy's more footballer. Uh, I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Uh so yeah, but I, I agree with you. And and on that I I kind of feel like the C plus rating is about where I'd have them to. Yeah, the hard thing I guess. The, the hard thing I guess with this side is, um, very few games between Lomax Pereira and Saab or Sailor. There'd be forty maximum between the three of them. Yeah. So that that's the only thing that that's got me a bit worried. But as as actual athletes, um, yeah, I, I think C minus is is not too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, watch McGregor completely you, you misuse all of them, though. Yeah, I can't wait to see how he destroys it, how he suffocates them of any ball. It'll be really good. Yeah. Um, next is Penrith. And they've got uh, back five of Dylan Edwards, Josh Mansell, Brett Naden, Dean Farre, and Brian Tu. Oh. <laughs> and they've given him a C minus. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm trying to not wear my Panthers hat here. Um, I thought Naden showed signs last year that he can have games where he, he's just horrible for opposition teams to play against. Um, it, I, I really do enjoy him. I think he's an absolute gun in the making. He's, obviously, he's early days, so he's going to have a few up and down moments, but he's, he's um, really good games. He's unbeatable. Yeah. I've, I've got yeah, a different he's... back line for Penrith, though. I've got Kayla Bacon's at fullback, Edwards on the wing, and then mm-hmm. sentence of Crichton and Naden and Brian Tuo on the wing. Oh, so. see. I, I, I would probably swap in Mansour for Edwards, and, and that would be my back line. The one you named, but... Mansour for Edwards because I think Mansour and we talked it we great podcast before we did this one. Mm. Um, Mansour was coming back from a shattered face last year, and it, it took something away from his just fearless style of play, and which is understandable. There's no criticism. I, I think anybody that went through the horrifying injury he went through would be the same, and it sort yeah. of turned him from being a a, a gun winger to just being acceptable. Um, 
And if he can get back just a little bit of that power running, I definitely have him in the side. I'm pretty happy with him. I mean, he's an experienced player now as well. Yeah. So I, I don't feel like you'll lose much with him, but you want to see him back to that origin sort of level winger that he was at one point. Yeah, as as I said in the, the pre-show episode, um, I thought for pretty much the first half of last season, he was playing scared. Yeah. But it was an understandable scare. Like, he was worried about his face, obviously. So mm. he, he'd be coming back pretty pretty solid with his kick return, but as soon as he knew the defence was going to get him, he'd yield pretty quickly in the tackle and try and re- reduce the impact in the contact. And so there wasn't... His post-contact metres are going to be pretty low the whole time. I think that sort of went on the whole year, but um, he started to improve on that in the back half of the season. So it looked to me like he was slowly getting there. Yeah. I just think maybe last year he should have come back into the second you know, second grade or something like that and just stay there for the year, get that confidence right, and then come back this year firing. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I'll tell you something about this Panthers back line I like the look of. I think uh, Brian t- oh, is going to have a really, really good season. I think yeah. that yeah, I think he's going to go, I feel like he's going to go to another level. I think he and Naden are both going to have, both going to take it to another level this year. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Crichton pushes Farray out of the side. Yeah, I... I just don't see Farrow as a first grader in this back line or at the Panthers. No. But I'll tell you what, that's a it's an exciting back line. I they've given them a C minus. I I run them a little bit higher. I think they might be a, a C plus to a B minus. Yeah, I think the the back line you said, uh with but with Mansour instead of Edwards, I would say that that's a B minus. There you go. See? No bias at all. No, no. Yeah, no, nothing to be worried about. Exactly. You know, and a B minus. When we win the premiership this year, people will be like, yeah. Harsh, but fair. Um, <laughs> next is the Knights. Mm. And they've got a back five of Kalen Ponga, Edric Lee, Bradman Best, Tauto Moga, and Heimel Hunt. And they've given that a C minus. Um,. Uh, it's a hard one, hey? It's tricky because at the moment, Bradman Best has got an awful lot of hype around him. Yeah. And I'm not criticising it because I haven't... We've only had one game of him and we didn't get to see much of him. Um, if the hype is to be believed, um, then this rating's going to be pretty much spot on. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um I also think the fact that his name's Bradman Best and he played pretty well in that first game, like he did some pretty good stuff. Um, and it was, I want him to be the greatest player of all time. His name's Bradford Bradman Best, you know? I'll tell you what I want him to do, okay? Yeah. And I'm going to bring out a little bit of stats here. Okay. In Trent Hodkinson had two straight years where he scored the same number of tries, goals, and field goals as he did uh, in both seasons. Yeah. Um, in both those seasons, he scored 99 points. I want to see Bradman Best scoring 99 points every year. <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> uh, and then he, he, he gets 
Man, and he'd have to have a short career. 99 tries. <laughs> Imagine if it was 99 tries and 94 goals. Yeah. Oh, there you go, young, there you go, young fella. That's that's your aim in life. And he gets there, right? And he's t- like 24 because he's just tearing it up. He's the best player in history. Yeah. And he retires. Because I've got to hang up the boots. Yeah, yeah. That would be the um, best. Yeah, look, I think I think C minus is probably okay there. Um, Moga, if he can stay stay on the field like he did last year, um, mm-hmm. I think it'd be pretty good. Heimel Hunt, I think yeah, there's there's probably he's, he's probably more of a centre than a winger, but um, yeah, he can handle the wing. And the thing is too, like Edric Lee. At times, you can be like, wow, he's crazy good. And at other times, you're like, he's doing nothing. Yeah, I've got another um, another question here for you. It's got nothing to do with football. Okay. When you, you know, we talk about combinations, gelling and stuff like that. How would you spell gel in that in that context? Hang on, you broke up. What was the question again? So, you know, we talk about combinations in football and how sometimes they need to take a bit of time to gel. Yeah, yeah. How would you spell the word gel in that context? Gel? Yeah. Like, like G-E-L? Yeah, that's what I would have done. Yeah. Fox Sports have decided that it's J-E-L-L. No, where is it? Hang on. <laughs> I've got to find it now. Oh, yeah. Like jelly. Like jelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Ah, uh, yeah, it's G, it's G E L, isn't it? I would have thought it was G E L, but there you go. Yeah. Gel. Ah, jeez. I feel bad. <laughs> All right. Next is the Bulldogs, and they've got a back five there of uh, yes. Dallin Matenis, Zalesniak, Nick Meany, Will Hopperwadi, Remus Smith, and Jaden Oakenbaugh, and they've given that a D plus. Uh, I I don't think that's a bad backline at all, to be honest. Meany's probably a a bit of a weak link, I get, or maybe a bit small in that backline. Mm. But that's I don't know. That's hardly a, a, an issue. Um, I th- I think that's a, a pretty solid backline. Oakenbore, I think I expect him to have a, a huge season this year. Uh, yeah. He's just got. Such such an immense amount of size. He's pretty quick for a big man. And DWZ, I expect him to um, to be a lot more comfortable in the in the team now. Mm-hmm. So I think they're they. I don't know. I'd rate them probably a C minus, only a little bit higher. But I think they're a bit better than the D plus. Yeah, I would say they're better than D plus too. I'd probably say C minus as well. I think a lot of it, the, the difference is that if DWZ plays like he did last year, or does he play like the, you know, superhero that he did a, a couple of years ago for New Zealand? If he plays like that, uh, this because of their size in this back line, um, they're, they're not going to be fun to play against. No, not at all. I think the only question mark is probably going to be over Remus Smith, because I think he's only played on the on the wing. Mm-hmm. He's just centre here, so the only option, though, I guess, is Kerrod Holland. Yeah. 
I'm not too sure if they want to take that option or not. I mean, he's a goal kicker as well. Yeah, I, I tend to think that they would probably start with him, hey, just for the, the goal kicking. Um, but, yeah, it's I think D-plus is a bit harsh. I, I, yeah. I think C-minus, definitely, with, de- like, definite room for improvement. I mean, they might be a... They might be pushing B by the end of the year if they really click and they use that that size advantage they have got. But it all comes down to DWZ. He needs to take control and really be a leader now. Um, it's no more about, you know, his potential. He, he needs to be that star player that he's believed that he was. Yeah, it's time to cash in that potential tag and, and show us what you got, DWZ. Yeah. Um, and finally, we've got the Titans, and they've got AJ Brimson, Anthony Don, Brian Kelly, Callum Watkins, and Philip Sammy. They've given that a D plus. Man, well, I, I'll say this: I really liked some of the stuff Brian Kelly did last year. He he showed he could be a game breaker in a team that was doing jack shit. Quite honestly, um, Anthony Don. I, I don't rate him. Uh, Philip Sammy. Eh. Callum Watkins is not a... <laughs> not a F. I feel like I'm really doing a disservice to the Canterbury Cup by saying he's a Canterbury Cup-style player. Like, I feel like he's a level below that. I can't believe they've wasted time and money on Callum Watkins. They should really do everything they can to get a Super League club to take him off their hands because it's just, it's not good for anyone at this point. Tell you what, if Callum Watkins come on the market, I can be guaranteed that Justin Potato would buy him up. <laughs> um, like, We're going to sign an international and everyone would be like, oh, and he'd get Callum Watkins for <laughs> like five years. But it's okay because he'd say, it's, I know it sounds like a lot of money, but we've got this thing. He's actually going to retire after three years and then we're going to pay him, you know, to be an ambassador. Yeah, and then they'll probably try and turn him into a hooker. Yeah. <laughs> um, Actually, I, could we take to Callum Watkins as a hooker right now because it's better than no one. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, my only change to this lineup is I'd have Tyrone Peachy at centre instead of Callum Watkins. Yeah, definitely. 100%. And we've both said Peachy's not really a centre. He's more uh, just chuck him out there and, and get him on the field. But he's definitely better than Callum Watkins. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, I like the look of Brimson at fullback. Oh, I'm really excited about how that's going to go because I think he's an absolute gun player. Yeah, so I I need to see... And I guess towards the end of last year, I, I wasn't watching too many um, Gold Coast games just because, like, I think their last month, I, I would have been lucky to see one of their games because they just weren't putting in. It was like, why, yeah. why am I watching an opposed training session? So I, I'm interested to see how he goes this year. But as for as far as ratings go, if you go on this back line that they've named, oh, man, I, I'm E-minus. Well, I was going to say, before you rate it, yeah, compare that back line with the West Tigers one. Who's worse? <sighs> man... Because essentially, that that's pretty much what we what we're stuck with. Man, that they line up really well, actually. When you think about it, hey, I think I'd, I'd say, take Brimson. 
Yeah, I take Brimson over Dewey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anthony gives you size, but I don't know if he gives you what Thompson... Thompson's a... Thompson's a toiler. Thompson is going to hustle. Yeah. I think, though... Uh, Don Don is a is a more prolific try scorer. I think that's what you need out of a winger. Um, and then you have Sammy versus David Nofaluma, which is a pretty even match. Yeah. Um, Brian Kelly versus Moses and Bai, essentially. I, I I would take Kelly. Hey. And Callum Watkins versus Joey Lolua. <laughs> I think we know who wins that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Man, I think sucks. you look at it like that and you go, I think the Titans have edged them. Yeah. You know, the thing that, the only thing that's stopping me from saying it outright, and, and Callum Watkins, like, we can't go by Callum Watkins, okay? So let's just go Peachy there. Okay, put Peachy in instead. Yeah. Peachy versus Lailua. See, for me, you'd still have to go with Lailua because he's an out-and-out centre, whereas Peachy's a bit yeah. of a roving sort of 5'8 type player. Yeah, and I think the thing is, too, with Kelly, you want to see him back it up this year. You want to see him take his game to a new level. You don't just want to see moments. You want to see that quality every time he gets the ball as well. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty close. I'd, I'd have the, the Titans and the Tigers back fives as being equal. Yeah, I'm going to... Look, I'm giving the Titans... I, I gave the, the Tigers an E. I'm giving the Titans a, an E- minus just because of the fact that so many of them didn't put in last year. And I need to see that they want to play footy this year. That's fair enough. Well, there we go. We've been through the entire back lines for each club. And, uh, well... If you disagree with us or you agree with us, you let us know. Tell us what you think of the ratings. Um, How do you think that Fox Sports did? Who was the writer that did this, by the way? Marks Uh, and John. Marks and John. I don't think he did too bad of a job, hey? He wasn't wasn't as wild as the the person who did the spines was. I think the person who did the spine was, was, was old mate, wasn't it? Old mate George. Have a quick look. Oh shit! Did he? Oh, no, did... no, no. It was Simon Brunston. Oh, was it? Yeah, I've got nothing bad to say about Simon Brunston. He's from my neck of the woods. Oh really? Yeah, he went to the same high school I went to. Oh really? Where? Yeah, that's that's crazy. You even asked me a question once as a Fox Sports writer. Yeah, and um, he then mentioned that fact in an article. Yeah. And mentioned my name and my website on there. Where like, so he... like properly sourcing where he got his information from, unlike George Clark. <laughs> and boom just, goes the dynamite. <laughs> I've just, just set that bridge on fire. Yeah, that's a good one. That's uh, well, I thought I was going to be the one that first burnt bridges to the ground, but <laughs> you beat me to it, Andrew. I'm kind of proud. I feel like. You all grows up. <laughs> I'm, I'm all grown up. We've, we've had 
Jimmy Hood ornament grew up and became a journalist, and I've grown up and burnt a bridge. Wow, that's great. Now I feel like I'm under pressure. You now are I've, now. Now I've got to become the destroyer of worlds. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, just become really, really polite. Yeah, maybe, one of the, maybe maybe you can turn Christian. <laughs> well, from what I've seen, it doesn't get you too many fans, man. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen any followers Israel Folau has? That's a good point. I tell you what, if I can get three million bucks through GoFundMe, just be prepared, people, because I'm going to say some weird shit. <laughs> oh, it'll be on. Yeah, yeah. All righty, well, uh, in the space of the few hours between the last episode and this one, have we had any emails? Uh, no, no, I checked earlier. <laughs> oh, we've had no comments either. Yeah. Um, be- it's something yeah. we haven't done for a while. Yeah. Do you want to do some shout-outs? Yeah, let's do some shout-outs. Uh, I, I want everyone to go to the starting block, right? Give them a five-star rating. That's the starting block on, and you drop the K at the end. You find them on Apple. You give them a five-star rating, and you say in the review, this personal journal changed my life, uh, and give a really heartfelt review saying it because they're trying to beat some some really, really, really crap podcasts to become the number one personal journal podcast in Australia, and they deserve it. So yeah. I like people to do that on on the starting block in the personal journals we do have a bit of an announcement um recently league freak acquired the purchase of <laughs> stick with me <laughs> okay. of a facility that that gets a whole heap of unused awards that didn't get sent out either they got returned to the sender or someone didn't go to the awards center to pick them up so you've got all these awards sitting in a storage box somewhere yeah, and we found that one of them in there actually was for the starting block. That's a yes. lifetime achievement award for journals podcasting. Yes, so we would like everyone to know that officially, as of today, the starting block is an award-winning personal journals podcast, and as such, they should be described like that because uh, I mean they earned it. They oh my, they certainly did. Mm. They certainly did. So. Uh, well done to the starting block. Good work to uh, Greeno and Damo over there. Um, pity we couldn't listen to them tonight because Damo was tired. Yeah. Uh, doesn't stop us. I mean, we podcast when it's bedtime. I, I did. I don't know if anyone saw. I did offer to, to have us go on with the, the starting block with Greeno and do, the, do their show with him and not worry about Damo. Yeah. <laughs> He said, oh, we all do it over at his place anyway. He's got all the gear. And yeah, it just gave me some excuses. I mean, yeah, you know what? Fair enough. Yeah. We need to do some more live ones, hey? It's because it's not the footy season. We'll definitely do them during the footy season. It's not quite there yet. Yeah, definitely. well, we'll definitely do a, um, a few more live shows. We'll see how many we can get done this year. Yeah. We, we've had well, a bit of practice now. What if we just become a live show podcast? Oh, that's a bit of pressure. No one's going to watch it at 12.25 a.m. That's true. <laughs> I actually got some... I got a really good idea. Uh, Katie sent me a really good idea today about one that we could do live and use the video 
and actually put stuff up, not of us, but like of uh, something that she would show during the video. That sounds really dodgy, but it's not. And uh, um, yeah, it lends itself to a live episode. That sounds very technical. It took me a long time just to get the slideshow working. Yeah, well, that's why I I said, yeah, that sounds great. We'll do that, knowing that I didn't have to work out how it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're not insinuating that I have to figure it out. We're going to talk about that, Andrew. <laughs> I demand a pain increase before we start having these conversations. Yeah. It's all right. I've I've worked out that we can afford to get two thousand times what we're earning right now. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be hearing from my manager, <laughs> Phil, Phil Ronald Gould. Have you heard of yes. him? Yes. Yeah. He's turned oh, his head to, to play managing now. <laughs> he said he knew you were going to be a really really good historian when you were yeah. born. Yeah, and then he blocked me. On, on all weird. of his Twitter accounts, he's blocked me. <laughs> it's weird that he's blocked you already. I'm not blocked by by Phil Gould. Uh, he, he he made a comment last year where he was having a go at someone who was it last year or the year before. Yeah, someone criticised uh, Lewis Brown, saying he wasn't he wasn't a superstar player or something like that. Yeah, and Phil Gould came out and defended him and was saying, you know, talked about his Lewis Brown's career record and say. Um, you know, he's done this, this, and this. What have you done to make you so good that you can, you know, hang shit on him, essentially? Yeah, I remember this, actually, now that you mention it. And I replied to Phil, um, how many NRL games have you refereed, Phil? Because you lay into the referees all the time, and if you're, if what you're saying is the way we should be judging people, then you've got no right to be criticising referees. And he blocked me, and I went, hmm, he's not as... He doesn't have such a strong spine as he thinks he does. Mm. He's a very sensitive old man. Yeah, he is a bit, eh? I wonder if he'd come on the podcast and talk to us about his new match. I don't think he would. No, neither do I. I I think I've ruined that avenue for us. You've burnt another bridge? Yeah, look, this is the thing. I I don't go there to try and get locked, I try and have conversation with these people and if I think there's an opportunity to show them where they're being hypocrites then yeah. I'm not going to step backwards from telling them that Yeah, and people will call me out if I, if I need to be called out on stuff all the time and I don't block them I've got no one blocked on my Twitter and it's always going to be that way, I don't see the point in that if, you, mm. if you're going to go out there and, and give your opinion on something and take a strong point, you need to be able to accept that there's going to be people who agree with you and people who strongly disagree with you. And if you can't take the good with the bad, then you're in the wrong profession. See, if if someone's been an arsehole, I'm like, blocked, get out of my life, you piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) But my, I mean, it's pretty obvious that my tweets are far more measured than your ones are. I'm just an abrasive prick, really, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. I, I'd, maybe I should sit you down and, and teach you how to use Twitter, hey? Yeah. I need to learn a bit of decorum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I thought it would have come to that, eh? Ugh. I can't wait to see when I decide to just ruin, ruin something. It's going to be interesting because I'll do it all out. I'm going to make, when I do it right, I'm going to make the decision to make it really bad. 
I'm just letting you know. <laughs> There's forewarning for something terrible that's going to happen in the future and you don't know when in the future. Yeah. <laughs> just an letting unforeseen you know. hurricane that's just waiting to come in and just smash yeah. everything to pieces. Yeah. It's like it's like uh, on Armageddon where they, you know, they know that asteroid's coming. Well, yeah. It was only going to hit America. That's true. The rest That's of us are fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just a few bad actors. That's all. It wasn't going to take out Bruce Willis, and that's all that mattered. But it did at the end. No, he oh, was writing it. Spoiler alert. He would have, have jumped you, off it at the end. He just survived. Have you seen Armageddon? Yeah, I think so. That'd be a good one to do, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Armageddon. There's always something happening in Armageddon. Um, I thought of another movie we can do as well, uh, but I, I, it, it's gone right now. But, yeah, there was another movie that, that came into my mind that we could watch. Oh, you know what it was? Uh, yeah, I don't know. N- neither of you have seen it yet. Uh, it's called Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> you keep bringing this one up. Yeah, Freddy Got Fingered would be... I would love to do a, a podcast. You just can't look it up. You just can't look at the trailers. You just have to... It just has to be like, okay, we're pressing play. We don't even know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, you could be safer that we're not going to make an effort to watch it in the meantime. Good, good. <laughs> All right, well, on that note, uh, we'll, we'll wrap this one up. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. Give us the five-star ratings on uh, Apple. If you're listening on your Apple podcast and app right now, it's really simple. It's open already. You just go down to the bottom, scroll down to the bottom, five stars, type in a little review, uh, you know, say that we're, we're as high quality as a podcast as Freddie Got Fingered is a, a movie, something so, along those lines. So that we prove... We provide better, more consistent value than Bitcoin. Yeah, something like that would be good. In fact, you you use go. all of the SEO um, search terms. Oh, yeah. Go, go crazy on the SEO stuff. Yeah. Rugby League number one podcast, all that sort of stuff. NRL podcast. Uh, what else would be a good one? Sonny Bill Williams, Israel Folau. Yeah. That, that <laughs> seems to work pretty well. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, oh, and... Uh, uh, Paul McGregor is shit. That's another one. Yeah, that goes strong. Very strong. <laughs> um, yeah, check us out. We're on YouTube. We're on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, at Virgo Freak Pod. Um, you can email us. Spotify. Um, we are everywhere. We're in your face. And now we're podcasting every you know twice a day. Just You can't get away from us. Don't try. That's all I've got to say. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you next time.